What is up, everybody? Welcome in to a Sunday edition of More Important Issues. It's it wasn't the day, it wasn't the Sunday. Tennessee fans, baseball fans, people in Lindsey Nelson wanted necessarily, but man, what a weekend! Great weekend to have, you know, 100% capacity for the first time. Um, I mean, obviously, a big walk off win on Saturday, like. Yeah, you want to win the game. Like that's you know you want to do that. But um, I mean, Tennessee did just about everything else this weekend, except you know get the series. Yeah, it's hard to be mad when when you compete all weekend, and you know the the two teams that play this weekend are, are two of the top teams in the country. Their their record shows, their their ranking shows, and you know all three games was separated by one run, mm-hmm. um, and the whole series was our Arkansas outscored Tennessee by one run. I mean, it was just back and forth all weekend. Tennessee had its chances. Um, And, like, Tennessee could have just as easily had a sweep. Um, You know, that's how tight these games were uh, this weekend. So, yeah, just a great weekend for baseball overall. Um, And and not just like, oh, it was a good weekend for Tennessee. I think it was a good weekend for college baseball. I think it shows, like, how – much this sport is growing, how much passion and, you know, fandom is behind it. You know, I think Tennessee just needed to to have a good, you know, I think Ross give it, explain that a little bit where um, we just, they just need to give Tennessee fans a reason to be bought in. And yeah, we've kind of done that. And I think it's, it's really kind of given all of baseball really something to show. <clears throat> I was talking to my dad earlier today and you know he was he's like is the game not on tv today and i was like no he's like that's stupid and i was like yeah it's picked so far in advance and you know they're they're playing lacrosse i think like on espn or espn yeah, i think like it was that. i think it was national championship but still like come on yeah i think you'll see a lot like as this sport continues to to gain popularity i, I think you'll see yeah. a lot more games and stuff scheduled probably next year and stuff like that well, and, you know, too, I think it'd be harder. Maybe though, and we'll get in. Let's 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 get the show rolling, and then we can kind of talk about the future of uh, of uh, college baseball. I mean, we we like you mentioned, we we talked about it a little bit last week with, um, you know, there's there's getting some like dedicated outlets like just covering college baseball. So it's gonna be it, it's gonna be exciting to see the um, that sport kind of pick up, and um, so yeah. But we we are gonna talk Tennessee. Arkansas, um, of course, great great win on Saturday, great weekend overall. Um, Going to talk a little bit about the uh, rest of the season, regional sites, things like that, um, as well as the SEC standings. Talk a little football. Talk a little as much content as we can dig out right now. <laughs> Thank God, well, little Tennessee slow. baseball is is you know fun to cover right now because uh, otherwise we'd already be in the you know, in, in the summer completely. So, yeah, I mean, we'd probably have to great. take a show off because we wouldn't have really <laughs> anything to talk about besides the NBA and who the hell wants to talk about that right now. Yeah. I, I yeah. It, it, why is it so bad? It feels like this every year, you know, right before the playoffs, pretty much everything slows down. It's felt even like, even, is it just no crowds now? Like, I don't know. Like it's been boring. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's like, there's not just like one, like everybody's, getting beat like any given eye. So it's not even really fun to just like, oh, I'm going to bet on this team. And, you know, I think they're going to win. Like, it's not even fun to bet on them because you can't. Yeah. No, I've got, I'm not, I've not done great in NBA other than the three by twos. Shout out. Yeah. Um, and then of course our other weeks, if you've got, if you've got some uh, questions, comments, want to chat, uh, go ahead and hop on there. What's up Credence Wood. Good to have you in here. Um, let's, uh, yeah, we're going to talk Tennessee baseball, but uh, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. I think that's probably uh, most people's, 
topic topic of choice though on this Sunday night. It's relevant. <laughs> it's relevant. It's exciting. Um, so yeah, drop those th- drop those uh, drop this in the chat, and uh, Landon's going to tell you guys about a few people that make the show possible. Yeah, let's go check out our sponsors: Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climbing Control. Also, our network, Volunteer Roadshow, do a great job of making the show possible, like Caleb mentioned. And here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. Blue Water Climate Control. From heating and AC installation and repair, commercial or residential, when you choose Blue Water Climate Control, we offer solutions, not a sales pitch. Blue Water Climate Control. Veteran-owned, superior service. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, May 16th. The, I mean, Tennessee Vols are back. Like that, I, it just, that, this weekend was – you just felt the electricity, man. Like, I was in Knoxville this weekend. Didn't get to go to the games. Um, you know, that would have loved to, uh, especially at 100% capacity. But, um, man, you could you could feel it. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a great – great to be a part of. Um, it was terrible for your blood pressure because, you know, the, every <laughs> single game was so tight from the first pitch on Friday night to the, you know, the final out – uh, on Sunday, it was just that that tied all weekend, and you know the we we saw the Vitello and the Van Horn kind of had words after the series, and uh, you know I, I think that's just two guys that have competed all weekend. Both teams competed all weekend, and it just kind of boiled over. It's like it, it they weren't ready for it to end. It, it just had to keep going in some capacity like that. Yeah, yeah, they uh, definitely two like you said two competitors that. Uh, just wanted to get the best of the other and um, and friends and maybe uh, maybe going to be uh, sworn enemies here soon. Apparently, earlier this week on another show, um, uh, Vitello had mentioned uh, that some behind the scenes stuff going on with Arkansas right now, like stuff that doesn't apply to the baseball field. So, and you know, Vitello himself said that he, uh, he pretty much said that it was about that. So, my might be some uh, friends turned turned enemies. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm all for it. I mean it made it, it, made it fun, right? Yeah, Ross Kivis says you respect Arkansas, but you don't fear them. No. You know, they're they're like they're a really good team. Um and, and you know the I know we're gonna talk about it here in a second, but you know, the the difference is probably their bullpen. I mean that was And really I mean and you know, as you're talking what what really beat them is that's what's kinda crazy about sport like baseball where like it can be a one guy that does it because 
I mean, today, Tennessee made Arkansas give them everything they got. They, they had to go to the bullpen early. They made, you know, two additional changes after that. Like, Tennessee made Arkansas earn it. They didn't go out there with their Sunday starter um, and, and, you know, have a really strong outing and then get to bring out, um, you know, your best closer. Like, it wasn't an easy day but for that, you know, coaching staff at all, for that bullpen. They, they made them earn it. Yes, their bullpen's deep and, and you know, solid, but you definitely made them work for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Tennessee's done that all season long. If you're going to beat Tennessee, you're going to have to go beat them. They're, they're not really going to beat themselves. They did have a couple errors this weekend, um, stuff that, you know, need need to be cleaned up. Um, but they weren't, you know, a huge issue in the outcome of the game. Um, yeah. and, and They could have been. Well, and that the one error that I think did score a run. Or, did it, or just got a guy on second. It definitely got a guy on second. I can't remember yes. if it scored a run. Um but that error, too, I mean, Pavoloni just tried to make a play and, you know, threw it a little outside, and um, it's tough. Yeah, that, that run didn't end up scoring, um, yeah. which was huge. So, yeah, I mean, Tennessee just competed all weekend long, and it, it's hard to really be upset. I mean, yeah, you want to win every game, you every series, yeah. but, I mean, that, it was just a phenomenal atmosphere. Two teams that are going to go to the postseason and two teams that could very well see each other um, in Hoover or, you know, maybe even in Omaha at some point. Yeah, I, I am uh, – I'm curious to kind of see how Hoover works out. It's weird, you know, the last couple of years we've been talking about just get to Hoover and, um, you know, give yourself a fighting chance at the end of the season. Now you're like, I mean, Hoover's not important. If you don't win it, <laughs> you know, obviously you want to be there for the whole weekend. But um, you're in a regional. Like, you're probably hosting a regional, which yep. – um, but yeah, it, it's just uh, it's funny how the you know, circumstances of, of the SEC tournament have changed, and not just for baseball, for basketball too. Yeah, so. and I mean Tennessee proved that they can they're going to compete. They're going to play with anybody. Um, yeah. You know the the fact that they're at this point where they're playing the number one in, team in the country and and making them play a full weekend series, full nine inning game in that right. in that rubber match to actually get a win over them. I mean that's. That's far beyond what anybody thought Tennessee would do this year. I think they were picked to finish fourth in the East, and here we are sitting in first place in the East and, and right behind Arkansas for first place in the SEC. Yep, yep. And, and uh, you know, just kind of talking more about, you know, just kind of going back to the game too about how Arkansas today had to literally give Tennessee everything. I mean, literally gave them everything they got. Um, you know, in <laughs> as far as, I mean, Friday night. Uh, yeah, Friday night. I mean, how many – how many sports center plays did Arkansas make in the outfield? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean you just not, played you played a good baseball team. Yeah, I mean they they made a ton. They made some at shortstop with, with Battle Christian Franklin in center field had one that you know it would have been seven nothing Tennessee at, at one point on Friday if he doesn't make that play in center field. And, um, and I I think along with just about everyone else was like that's a run scored. When it went yeah. that gap off the bat, you're like, yeah, well, scored a run there, and legitimately top ten. I don't know if it was. I don't watch top ten anymore. I don't. I don't think you do much. It used to be no. my morning ritual, uh, but now I just don't. Um, but I mean, so he make you know he makes that. Uh, he may, he had a couple just himself, Franklin out there in, in center field this weekend. That you're just you, that, that. That's one of those where you stand up and clap. Like, you know, what else can you do? Yeah, they're they're great defensively, and that, I think that's what Tennessee's try to mimic. Um, you know, Vitello coming from Arkansas, you try to mimic, and you heard Kivett say that it's like that Spider Man meme where they're pointing back at each other. Like yeah. these were two like it was it was a slugfest. I mean, they they were you know 
plays made. You saw Evan Russell freaking break eight ribs today Golly. into the for wall. Foul ball. Yeah, for a foul ball that you know. It, <laughs> I mean that that's just the the type of players that that are on this team and the type of players that that Arkansas has as well. And and right. that's what Vitell is looking for. I mean, he recruited some of those guys at Arkansas, so. Um, yeah, just huge weekend for, for Tennessee baseball. You know, this program is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And I, I can't be, I can't be mad about it. Like, yeah, you don't want to lose, but like, it's just one of those, like, yeah, they got the best of us today, but yeah, you know, that, but uh, next uh, time. I think that's but, what Evan Russell was yelling to him <laughs> after, um, during that altercation thing. Yeah, and I got to give it to Evan Russell. Um, you know, we talked about it kind of with uh, talking, you know, joked with about ejections on the on the show on Wednesday with uh, with Kivett, and he mentioned, he said, no, when you got something to say to someone, you you face them. Evan Russell walked towards Arkansas when he was chirping. Arkansas was walking away. So, yep. hey, credit, credit to Evan. I mean, he's, you know, like the way he plays, like he's, he's fiery. And I'm glad you mentioned his catch too. Um, not to gloss over that when you talk about um, – Arkansas being a really, really good baseball team, like that's what made this weekend so much fun. Is that's not a fluke for Tennessee, like making some of the plays they made. Like they do that just about every weekend. Now, yeah, some were all you know, all world plays. Uh, Jordan Beck's freaking throw home. Um, seed, from, baby. I mean, from from a long ways out, the only spot you can put it if you want to make that play, and he and yeah. he did it because uh, I mean, if you don't believe me, was it Beck again that almost got um, made the same, you know, an identical play? It was it was Gilbert where, Gilbert where they, they barely beat it at home. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that I mean that one if it's it had to be in the perfect spot and the base runner just did a really good job um, sliding in, but uh, I mean it wasn't in the right spot and you know just a, a hair late, uh, but I mean yeah some great I mean you had two really, really that's what made it so fun you had a hundred percent fans loud like shout out to Tennessee fans it wasn't just the Vol creatures this weekend um, I called it we had a guy with a goatee and mullet um, with no shoes on going nuts over over behind the dugout. So Yeah, and there was a guy like filming <laughs> him with his shirt off. I'm like, Dude, yeah, it was good. it was getting weird over shirt there. Shirt off and cargo shorts, man. It was it was getting weird over there. Hey, but that that that's what Tennessee Tennessee needs weird. Um we're Tennessee Knoxville is a weird place and it's got weird people. We need to explore that um you know that thought for them. But yeah, just a, a yeah, great, if you're not weird, it doesn't make the atmosphere different no. than anywhere else. No, and uh, but I mean, just two great baseball teams, in my opinion. You know, not not biased at all. Like the best fan base in college athletics, um, and that you know, yeah, Lindsey Nelson's not this some beautiful stadium. It's not big. Could you imagine if you had ten thousand people there? And and there probably would have been. No, oh, that's what I'm saying. If it was bigger, if you've got if you've got the seats, Tennessee fans will be yeah, there. Yeah, I mean that that famous line in, in Field of Dreams: "If you build it, they'll come." I mean that's that's true. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I mean, if the tequila was flowing in right field, there you go. That would have been a that would have been a nutty afternoon. Yeah, nutty. I got a I got a most important. I guess I can go ahead and and, and mention that. But uh, yeah, if they had the the bats, the bat cups like they did um, with the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Did you see this? No. Wait, what? They had Dollar Beer Day putting it in these awesome beer. So it was like a full bat. Oh yes, I've seen those at baseball games. Yeah, okay, I'm with you for a dollar. That's awesome and dangerous. Yeah, absolutely dangerous and probably illegal. Like there's got to there's got to be a minimum on on alcoholic beverages, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like one bat per person. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh, that that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for the you know Tennessee's. Surely, like they're like, how can you mess it up? That's the thing is like, you're not with with the state of the program right now. You're not looking at it like we really need we need to go get the right coach and the right coaching staff and um you know the the fan like we got to figure out how to get fans here. Um, Tony Vitello came in and just took over and said, this is how we're doing it. Um, and, and we're going to get it fixed without the resources necessary. And he's done it. Um, he's done it so well. You now have the fan support because you're not Tennessee's not allocating the time and money towards baseball. Like they do football. And I'm not saying that he should, but like you, it's just not the same kind of support. Um, so all it's left for you to do is, is what you should have been doing all along. And, um, investing in the baseball program. And I say all along because Knoxville's got a really, really solid talent pool. Like just Knoxville. I'm not even talking about the rest of the state of Tennessee. And uh, there's a lot of talent in Knoxville that, you know, I think uh, what in um, Arkansas's, wasn't he from Nashville? Who was um, it? I had the roster pulled up. I, I, I've lost it. But, yeah, I mean, there's – Yeah, mean, yeah there's, <laughs> there's one kid – Colin Smith maybe is from ETSU and he's okay. originally from Nashville. Gotcha. So yeah, I mean like that, like great example is of that is you've got, there's plenty of talent here. So that's, that's why I say that, but um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, with the, with the way this team's the way this team's turning, it's uh, it's been exciting. And what a way to, to start off Colin Smith. Yeah. Um, with Friday night, just a great, great, great game. Tennessee obviously got out to a, a hot start. Um, but, I mean, you knew with Arkansas, no, no, a lead isn't comfortable. Uh, a five-inning lead in the first inning, you know, I mean, didn't change anything for Arkansas. And um, Yeah, I just, mean, no, no lead is safe in this league. Um, you know, you saw that with Vanderbilt. I think Ole Miss had a 10-run they're up by eight, but they they had a ten run third oh inning. Oh my gosh! And Vanderbilt came all the way back and and almost okay. I mean, so Ole Miss did win by, though. Yeah, they, they almost. I think they lost by like three runs, but still, yeah, I mean, did. they came. They had a grand slam. Like, you know, there there's so much talent in this league, and, and Kivit told us that it's a grown man's league, and that that's yeah. for sure. Um, because I mean, even bottom of the ninth with a team like Arkansas, you know, the bullpen that they have, and you think that lead is safe but uh you know one swing in the back can change things yeah thank and- you max ferguson <laughs> <laughs> that dude that shot was awesome that it, it, um but yeah i mean with no lead is safe i thought so i was you know because now tennessee's still in first of the east um i didn't see the final uh, yet i hadn't seen the final yet so you scared me i thought vanderbilt had came back the, i mean i guess they did come back you're right but i thought they'd come back and won so yeah Yep. So still sitting first place in the East. Um, Mississippi State lost, so now we're in um, sole possession of that spe- second spot in the in the SEC. I think the first four get a first round bye in the SEC tournament. So that's something Tennessee hasn't done in a really long time. Um, so yeah, that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. Probably, this, and they probably have to get swept next week to fall out of uh, top four, right? Uh, yeah. Probably, and, and some teams have to. Turn uh. in. They could lose, yeah. I mean, the right team doesn't win, but they could just lose two and fall out of at least at least second in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that uh, yeah, obviously you want to be, um, you know, you want to be top of the of, of this. I mean, if you're the top of the SEC, which I, I mean, you know, they joked about it today. Um, uh, is it Russ? Is it Enzer? 
Rusty Enzer, uh, you know, did does a, the broadcast with Bob Kessling on ESPN. Um, but, you know, they were – I can't remember who they were talking about specifically, but, you know, they're like, he's, he's one of the best in the in the country and kind of stopped. He goes, one of the best in the conference. And, and Bob Kessling was like, I mean, he's probably the best in the country then, if that's the case. Oh, yeah. And so it's like – and that's the same way with teams. It's it, So it's obviously it, what they've done. Cobbs, their reliever? No, no, no. It was uh, – I don't think it was because it was earlier Chris, in the game. Christian it, Franklin? I don't think it was a pitcher. I can't remember who they were talking about. Because Franklin, he's probably going to be a first or second round draft pick. That that's their center fielder. Yeah, okay, so it might, you know, it might have, it might have been the center fielder. Um, I, I'm really not sure. Um, I know what cops. I think it's too early in the game. What? Um, God, but say something else about their roster, their team. I can't remember now. Oh, dude, that freaking reliever they brought in that looked 35 years old. Oh yeah, the. Uh, I want to see his birth certificate. Is he 12? He's, I mean, Six, yeah, with a, and he's a, and he's big too. He doesn't just look like the face with a twenty dollar bill in it. Yeah, Vermillion. Vermillion. Yeah, he's six four two thirty. Holy crap! He looks nothing. He looks like a man child. He looks like the guy from Remember the Titans, Ethan Supley, like from Remember the Titans, um, without a beard. Holy crap! I mean, that is a completely different person. <laughs> Beards at age. Beards at a lot. I mean, yeah, I, I know that for a fact. I didn't think it had that much. I mean, because this guy just I thought was just a grown man with a beard, not um, a beard. You know. Yeah, he you looked like it. the human version of Groot. <laughs> but yeah, there. I mean, like grown man league. Um, a lot of. I mean, God, I don't even know. A lot of good baseball. I, it's just not. It's, I think it's you know, and I'm not even a big baseball person. Um, really, just a big Tennessee volunteers person. Uh, but it's, you know, it's exciting to have a, a team that you've never really, you know, you've never cheered hard for. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, I, it's almost like I have a new team um, that I get to be excited about. Just because, I mean, we don't, when I was growing up, we didn't go to any games in for baseball because it was a big game. We went, you know, if we had nothing to do on a Tuesday night or yeah, like there was some promotion. Like it, yeah. it was a casual, mm-hmm. yeah, casual kind of fan. Yeah. And um, exactly. Very, very casual. And then, you know, went to some, um you know, when Kara's brother was playing, went to Moore. And then in that case, we did go to big games too, but not again. It was just very, very casual. Um, probably wouldn't have been going at that point if, you know, didn't have someone to watch. But um, yeah, that's a, it, it only, it feels like a new team. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to, to follow. And th- this weekend, uh, it was cool, like during the day, going into bars and them having Tennessee baseball on. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's been, it is, Finally, it's been fun to be involved, um, and, and somehow like really not as stressful as like basketball <laughs> or football. Yeah, and, and had had the moments too of, of stuff that you're gonna remember forever is like that that Max Ferguson hit. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and rank all the wins that Vitella has, but it's got to be you know yeah top one or two of biggest wins in in his um, tenure at Tennessee so far with, and, and you did it with a three run. Threw on Jimmy, as Frank Anderson called it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also who I don't know who the you know, pitcher was at the moment. At that moment, he knew he he knew it when it left the bat. I don't yeah. even think he I don't even think he looked. He was like, nah, that's it. Yeah, I mean it it was weird because like it it was high. It was so high. So, so you're like, okay, when's when's it gonna stop? And it just kept on, kept on, and the even the right fielder is just like kind of going back toward the walls like okay this might be a yeah. pop fly and he's just like crap i'm at the wall it's still going 
<laughs> it was an absolute bomb. Yeah. Bomb. But did Frank Anderson say that yesterday about the three run Jimmy? Uh no, he but he but he's I don't know if he was like quoting himself or what was, I don't know what he was doing where he was like I just told him to hit it over the fence or what was the quote? Like the the effing fence. I think Vitello yeah. said yeah, he's like what well, what should we do? Um well, I think I think they're all they all kind of came up to Max Ferguson and and we're talking to him like Elander Kivett, Anderson, Vitello, like they're all like come up to him and and we're talking to him and they, Vitello said it was up to him to bunt or to hit a home run. Or yeah, yeah, to, he to hit. He looked like he might have been uh, looking to bunt there for a minute. Yeah, and then he he's like, Frank, what do you think? He's like, I want a three run Jimmy. <laughs> he's like, hit it over the effing fence. That's all. I, I love that, and uh, I, I'm too. I'm, I'm glad. Let's go back to that homer. We could probably talk an hour about it, but so if you want to, like, I'm open. Um, we had you know we had Kiv on, and he was talking about, and and we, we've talked about how this team, their ability to stay in. Um, at bats for lengthy amounts of time, you know, getting into those bullpens um, just, and then Kivett mentioned, you know, an additional, like the guy on deck just saw before, um, before the home run, he Ferguson saw eight pitches. Yeah. And so, you know, just a, a great, I mean, yeah, he did end up getting on, on a walk, but just a great at bat and um, gave you, it helps. It, it helps when you see those eight pitches come in before you got to swing. And I mean, it, it, it's what, a lot of guys might not be going after that first pitch if they didn't just see eight. Um, yeah, you're, you're getting that timing down on deck. You're you get to be aggressive. Out. Yep, you're seeing how it comes out of his hand. So, yeah, you're just – I mean, you're basically studying up there yep. um, in, in real time. So, yeah, that first pitch, he he knew it was coming 97 right down the pipe. And he he might have closed his eyes, but, I mean, I mean, if you know where it's coming and you know how fast it's coming, you yeah. saw those eight pitches. I mean, that's all you got to do is put the barrel on it, and it's going to take itself. Yeah, so I, th- I thought that was awesome that on Wednesday, you know, Kid was talking about that. And then you get literally that example of of a guy coming up to hit a walk-off home run. With, yeah, you know. and he also talked about, you know, who's going to be the guy that, that's going to have the big hit. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what a – what a moment for Max Ferguson, a guy who hasn't had the season that he had loved to have because, you know, he was coming in as, you know, a top 100 prospect and a preseason All-American. And, you know, now he's finding his own toward the end of the season. And for him to be in that position to, to already hit a home run previously in the game and then come up again and just be the hero, you know, with the bat flip. And he did the same thing. Against Missouri, it wasn't a walk-off, but he put yeah. Tennessee up with, with a huge home run um, against them that hit the the indoor practice facility. Yeah, that, that was a massive bomb as well. Um, he's not short on, on distance there. And you mentioned again, too, like who's going to be that guy. Where, again, we asked Kivett, uh, what's going to – you know, what what is this team mi- lacking? What are they missing? What gets them to Omaha, playing in Omaha for, you know, for a long week? And he was like – you know who's going to be that guy when we've got uh, a one one on two outs and, and we need it here? Weren't you just like clinging into that moment? Like three guys who really had a good, you know, you, you liked your chances. Like who's going to be that guy in this moment? Like that's the step they need, and it was unfortunate. I mean, a couple of good shots at it. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, that he, guy, he, but even today you get the the go ahead run at the plate um, in the ninth. Down two mm-hmm. runs, you get a run back with um, who. I think Pavaloni got a hit. Um, and, then, uh, and then you have your best hitter, and Liam Spence comes to bat with two outs um, and is the go-ahead run. So, you know, that that it was kind of setting up for that 
moment. You know, he pops out to the the right fielder, but if he gets a little bit more of that baseball, it could be over his head, and you know, we could be talking about a tie game going into extras. We could still yeah. be at the at Lindsey Nelson right now. Yeah. It, <laughs> Do they, uh, do they have the this college baseball doing the stupid MLB thing where they put a runner on second and extras? No, no, good, 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 good. It was Lipsius that ended up scoring. Um, yeah. He had moved through some walks and then got he got a third. Um, but yeah, the <clears throat> it, golly, I thought it, I I was wait clinging to that moment. It would have been. I mean, what a freaking win that would have been. Um, it would it would have been uh, I think Lindsey Nelson might have gotten like torn down. It's not it's it can't be built super sturdy, right? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Especially when when you're hoping that you're going to get some um, some upgrades here soon, you're probably not taking care of it. You know, you're yeah, not exactly. getting reinforcements. So yeah, there all the little cracks and and stuff in it probably aren't getting filled. So yeah, it, it probably would come down if they were to do that a second time in a row. Hey, how did uh how did the checker look in person. Gotta ask. I mean, it, it was cool. I Just mean, a like, little underwhelming. Like, I, I, like there was no good. I didn't see any good like camera shots. Um, you know, I didn't see any pictures from somebody or you know, ESPN obviously didn't give you a lot of great shots. I, I couldn't really tell. But I mean, it's just hard to make anything like in, in a small place like that. That, yeah, you know, I, I think that the, cool. yeah, being small is kind of hard to do. That it would be sim like. If just the bottom bowl did it, like what makes it so cool in kneeling is like every like yeah. part of it. It's is, perfect. It, yeah, it's different. It's it's perfect. Like that's but yeah, like tool. like yeah, it's it's hard to do it in that. But if you were to have a stadium that got oh, yeah, kind of goes all the way around, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. It would, it, would yeah, awesome. it was I thought it was fine. <laughs> I like that. Fine's good. Uh, yeah, again, just to, that adds into though that that atmosphere that was built and just what Tennessee fans brought to that um, brought to that stadium. And uh, I mean, it. I mean, I guess does the NCAA gonna not allow them to 100 percent capacity? Do they have rules about that? Yeah. Like so when they host it, the regional, it's, apparently it's at 50 percent right now, um, and that's still gonna be. God, that's gonna like, suck to go backwards. Yeah, but they, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. See, what uh, they, I hope they fix that because, like, I mean, th- that goes like, you know, the atmosphere that you saw is, yeah, it, like you said, it's a, it's a step back from what you've had. Well, and I think they need to do it, even if it's at one hundred percent capacity for the regional. They need to do. I think softball's made it permanent now, but used to when they would host super regionals or regionals, they would bring in grandstands um, in right field at softball. I guess that's where you have to do it for baseball too, but they need to figure out how to bring in some temporary, at least temporary grandstands for, for the regional game. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, um, especially you know, if it's 50% capacity. So then you can get more people there, even though it's spread out. Yeah. I would like to see them put like, you know, down the, the left field line where those like, um, little umbrellas and stuff are right there like yeah. behind it where it's just like a parking, parking lot almost. Yeah, parking lot right now um, i mean there's really nothing behind you could i mean i don't know the logistics that go into that i would think it would be feasible um but i they got to figure out a way hopefully the incident really lifts that because a lot of states are going you know you saw um who did arkansas play last week lsu Ole Miss, those at 100% capacity. Mississippi State is. I think LSU is. Georgia. Um, they played Georgia. Was it Georgia? So Georgia's back at 100% capacity, whoever they had played on last weekend. Um, so, yeah, it would be great to see that, too. I'm glad we, I jumped around to talking about other SEC teams. I mean, Tennessee talked about this season. 
Um, <clears throat> you've only lost two SEC series. Yeah. Both to two. number one and number two in the nation at the time. Right. And somebody commented today, they're like, yeah, I love these Vols, but they can't win the big one. I'm like, dude. And they didn't, but they didn't get swept. So they did win the big one. Like, right, they yeah. They, one of those games. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I'd rather them win in postseason play than I would in the regular season. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. So see what it brings. But I mean, it's a, I think it would be much easier to be disappointed in this weekend if they'd gotten swept. Like you're going, you, you just, in my opinion, like where this team, where this program's at, where, you know, where it needs to be going. I think this weekend you were just looking to get the best of Arkansas one day. Yeah. Just, just get them on one day. What's, I think the thing that's almost like a, it stings a little bit is you led all three days, first off. Yeah, you jumped on um, all three days. Yeah, and then so obviously anytime you lead, you want to keep – anytime you, you have a lead, you want to keep the lead. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's frustrating. It stings a little bit. And then today, I, I mean, you saw what Arkansas – you mentioned it earlier – gave everything, Tennessee everything they had to win today. And so you're just like, man, you made them work their tails off to get that. And you just couldn't – you know, they, they ended up getting it. But, I mean, it, that's the, the relieving part is they gave you everything they got, not just today, but the entire weekend. And um, so, but, yeah, it, it, that makes it sting. And I want to ask this question. I know we're going to, you know, we're at least going to get Kiv on before um, regional. Hopefully sit down with uh, Tony as well. And and um, I want to ask, like, how – like, before you get into postseason, because it sucks, like, only one team in the country gets to end their season on a win. Yeah. So, unless you just don't play any postseason, then you might get to. But only one team gets in their season on a win, on a win that matters. Mm-hmm. And other than that, you're losing. So, like, you know, if we're just – so how do you – like, looking back at the season before it's over, like how do you grade what you've done, where you're at, and, and like, what goals did you set that you met? Like, that, those kind of things. Because if we're going to pretend every team, like, you know, their lives cling on – how the championship game like that's just not the case like teams just don't have that so like how do you grade it because obviously you're gonna be upset after the the last loss so i'm just right. you know curious like obviously a very successful season but how how do you grade it that, that kind of thing um i'd like to hear like that output before you're a little upset <laughs> yeah and like i don't i don't know about the coaches but just like looking what this team had before vitello took over to where they are now yeah and, and you know you know we've kind of kept up with them since before Vitello was here. So if you're looking at that, if you're not just looking at this season, you're th- and that guy was just like, yeah, they can't win the big one. But when you look at like where they were at from a talent standpoint, from a competitive standpoint in the SEC, like Tennessee should not be in this point. Like a rebuild takes a lot longer from where they're right. at to now. I mean, you you look at the football program, like it's it's in constant rebuild. Um, you know, hopefully they they find the right guy and and they're able to get back to that point. But like in four, like I don't expect Tennessee football to be in the top five, right? In four years, right? But like so Vitello's like gotten us it. to this, yeah, gotten us to this point. Um, so I mean, you know, losing to number one Arkansas, number two Vandy teams that have been up to this point for a while. Yeah. And like again, it's talking about to hang your, hang your head about. Right. Obviously in LSU, you know, is not having a great season, but in terms of programs and like what they have over there, the expectations that uh, you did, you did take it to LSU 
you know, like that. Um, so and and Florida programs. too. You you Florida. probably should have got the sweep over Florida. They hit a yep. late home run on Sunday to to win. You know, the Sunday game. But yeah, you had you had them under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. It, so that, yeah, as far as where this program's at, obviously you're really, really pleased. Um, and that's why, you know, I like to hear that kind of that, that, your answer in, in terms of how your season's gone up to this point, because yeah, every, every team, only one team gets to end on a win and that's it. Um, and obviously, yeah, you, you want to win a championship, so you're going to be upset about it. Uh, no matter how good your season was that your first reaction is just like today. I mean, we lost like that sucks. We want to win. Um, even though you had all this great stuff that happened all weekend, it happened today. Like at the end of the day, you want to win. Um, so yeah, you you probably, you know, your team got better today. Um, you probably played, you know, better. Probably some of your best baseball. But yeah, at the end of the day, you want to win. Yeah, I mean, you you took a team to Sunday in the ninth. You know, yeah. all, all weekend long. That great rubber will, match will be will probably be in Omaha at the end of the year. Right. Yep. Um, great rubber match. I wanted to use that term because I feel like it's been used more this year than I've ever seen it used in my entire life. Also, what about a freshman being? Dude, oh my god, we haven't talked about that. A hundred percent capacity. Number one team in the country. Rubber match. Blade Tidwell just freaking shoved it today. Hey, it did and did. Oh, he played so good. And I, I, you know. I was curious, you know, at that point, you're not bringing that guy off, even though he's thrown a lot of pitches. That inning that, you know, they got the best of him there. And, um, you know, he got up to, to the high 80s, maybe even, you know, uh, low 90 pitch count. Dude, he was, I mean, but he was just bringing it. And I don't know if Kiv mentioned him as being a psychopath. He looked like a psychopath on the mound. I paid attention to that. Like, I was just watching how he reacted to every single pitch. He looked like a psychopath on the mound. The kid's a big leaguer. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's just what he's going to be, and he's going to terrorize this league for another two years. Um, a- after this one, he's really, really brought at his last couple outings. Um, yeah. and, and to only give up two hits, you know, you give up two runs, but it really it was one run, and he gave up a walk that you know the next guy that that Hunley faced after he after he came out of the game hit a double. Um, yeah. so it goes against him, and so he gets the loss. But man, like what a freaking performance from from a freshman in that moment. Like we were talking about moments with Max Ferguson for him to to show up the way he did today. Um eight strikeouts, um, four walks, two hits, two runs, seven innings pitched, hundred and three pitch count. I mean, you can't ask for a better outing from your Sunday starter like Blake Tidwell gave you today. No, for sure. And that yeah, and I think, you know, he's played he's played good all season. Um on Sunday, you know, on Sunday he's pitched every Sunday, uh, just about, if if not every Sunday. Um, but I feel like he, I feel like today was probably his best performance. I don't know if statistics say that, um, but just the guys he faced um, and the way he handled it, even even when things kind of started to get away from him a little bit, they like you mentioned, yeah, the two runs go against him, but like you know, he didn't really let. Even when the guy, even when the you know, I guess the. Chips felt, you know, and hit not in his favor. Um, he, I thought he just played really, really well. So I thought, from just a visual standpoint, I thought that was his best outing. I, again, don't know if the stats say that. Yeah, it was a career high on strikeouts, so I guess okay. the stats do say it too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> he, what do you what do you end up with? Eight, eight, yeah, eight, yeah. So almost got the case for queso by himself. And I, I think that. too, he didn't have any in the first two innings, maybe the first three innings. So all eight of those came in the last, uh, in the back. Back 
of it. I don't know how to say that, but you yeah, get it later. Be in the seventh <laughs> inning and still throwing 95 miles an hour, like that's ridiculous. That's what's crazy. Again, His velocity back. was so high for the entire game. Yeah, again, well, going back. The entire time he was in. He's a big leaguer. Like he's yeah. going to be a draft, high draft pick, 100%. Yeah. Psychopath. I loved it. I loved it. Sorry. That's all I'm going to be able to like really focus on when Tennessee plays now is um, looking for the guys who who have those psycho eyes. Yeah, I mean, what what kind of coach like actually like says that about a player? Like, oh yeah, he's a psychopath. That's why I love. Well, that's but he was like, I think they would love it if I said that to him. Oh yeah, and I'm like, like that's they, why yeah, that's, that's why everyone loves this team because like they want to be psychopaths. Yeah, like Evan Russell coming in chirping like a psychopath, like just they love it. They're psychos. Yeah, dude, it, I was it, watching Drew Gilbert today and like. Like he, like he is, like every movement he like, he'll hits a hard ground ball, and you know it, it doesn't really, it doesn't get through. You know he's thrown out. I mean the dude's running back to the dugout. Yeah, like everybody just kind of maybe lightly jogs or walks back to the dugout. No, he's like a in a hurry to get back to the dugout. Like he's that intense about everything he does. So yeah, psychopath. Loved it. Loved it. Um, Tennessee Psychopaths is actually going to be their new name. Um, and, and we talked to about, I guess we can mention um, some, uh, just like, you know, talking about this game being on SEC Network Plus, whatever. Uh, it wasn't on TV. And um, Kiv mentioned this about how they, they love the emotion their guys play with. Like, this should be, a, like, you should be passionate out there. Like, you shouldn't, like, he loves the celebratory stuff. What, what in my opinion, is making college, like, everyone love college baseball. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, I don't know how flexible TV stations and stuff like that is, but they got to get more flexible. Right. I mean, like, if this was predetermined way back, I mean, Tennessee and Arkansas were both picked yeah, fourth it, in their division. So that's the thing. They should have been on anyways. Like, right. really, like yeah, it's bad, like, and, and it, like Saturday during the day, I got to think there was nothing else on at one. So Saturday was on TV. Was it okay? So that's I think that's why I played. We talked about why I was during the day and not at night. Okay, so Saturday was on TV. That makes sense. Why every bar had it? Uh, seriously, just about every bar had, had yeah, the game. I on. think it was, it was awesome. on SEC Network. So yeah, that. But that's it's so dumb to me. Like you have one game. Yeah. What's the point in playing a series if one game is like televised? Yeah, and I think too with like I said, the popularity of baseball. I think next year ESPN, I hope, is going to evaluate their their. Um, college baseball coverage because uh, I think that's the next kind of avenue that's like almost like it's almost untouched like they don't even have an agreed upon like official college baseball ranking no so uh, I'm curious to see if like if, if they pick up that coverage because I, I think obviously if you have Saturday night based like college baseball games people are tuning in because it, again it's not about where the you know the better baseball is it, it College football is just as popular, if not more popular, especially in some parts of the country, than NFL football. It's not because the teams are better. Like, if you go watch an MLB game, go watch one tonight, you're going to see better plays in that nine-inning game than you're probably going to see on a college baseball. Like, that's just because you have better athletes. Right. Um, or not? I mean, yes, better athletes, but also, you know, more experience. Like, so it's not that the product's just better, or like the the at the talent's better. It's the product as a whole. You're getting the bat flips, um, the crotch grabs, the chirping, um, mixed with good baseball, and people the, are eating the it sound, up. The sound that the 
the bat makes when it hits the ball. See, I'm a wooden bat. I love the crack of a bat. Oh, I, I think would, that sounds like, infinitely better. I like the ping. See, if now, ping, now, now it used to it used to be more of a ping. Now it's kind of a almost it's like a, a thud wood, now. Yeah, like a wood bat because the freaking BB core just yeah took all the fun out of everything. <laughs> See, I think ping almost sounds uh, little league World Series to me. Yeah, like it yeah, sounds it like a it sounds like a summer in July. Sitting at home with nothing on TV, so that's playing. So yeah, I'm, I mean, a, I'm a wooden bat guy. It's I forget who. Maybe Kentucky had like bats that were pinging. Like it wasn't thudding; it was pinging. And I was just like, we, I we, do we check know. it? Was yeah, it I, don't know, I don't know if it was a BB <laughs> core. I mean, if, if Kentucky would end up winning that series, I, I think you got to you know, at least check them, see what's they what's uh, happening. In those bats. Kentucky had a pretty good weekend this weekend, right? Uh, see who they. I thought I saw them getting the better of somebody on Saturday. No, I South think Carolina. They got, they got sweat oh, they got swept. Yeah, they I thought sweat. they. I thought they led Saturday. I'm have to go back and look, but they were. They didn't even score. So maybe it was today. They were up. They were up today at one point. So I'm pretty sure. Um, no, they weren't. I'm a liar. <laughs> I swore they were. Yeah, just looking at the SEC standings. I mean, you have to if. You know, knock on wood, but if South Carolina were were to somehow get a sweep, I think you could maybe end up fourth in the East. Yeah, I mean, you got to go exactly. You got to go out and win this day. I'm glad you mentioned the standings. Kind of talk about that a little bit as we get into postseason play. Um, I know that came early, but while, while we're here, um, it's in Tennessee, like you mentioned, it goes back into this being a grown man league. If you want to, if you want a first round buy, you do. Um, you got to win this weekend. This one's just as important as the rest of them. Yeah, we did have a question before we like get off from from Tennessee baseball. We did have. A and first question. off, we're never going to be done with Tennessee baseball, Landon. So that's true. Let's drop that crap. <laughs> we're going to circle back to we're going to circle back to Tennessee baseball the entire show. Let's be honest. Um. So Dub himself says, "Do you think benching Durke and putting Booker at the plate was the right move?" Question mark. Um. I mean, <laughs> okay. First off, hindsight's twenty twenty. No, it was the wrong move. I'm just kidding. But obviously, it didn't work out the way. Yeah, it, it didn't work out. I think Booker is going to be a phenomenal player, and, and the fact that he got got that call in that moment is tells you probably a lot about his development. So yeah, far this well, and they they made the same move on Friday or Saturday. So Saturday, and he had the two or he had the double. Mm-hmm. So he he had done it. Like I think you were like, I mean, you got to give that guy a try after what he did literally yesterday. In my, opinion. I think it was Friday. Is it Friday? So like that, yeah. in my opinion, like. Yeah, I think it was the right move. Like with everything you knew at the time, you you knew he stepped in and pretty like I think, I mean I think it was pretty identical moments when they when they had him come in and pinch to pinch it. Yeah, I mean he he's a he's a guy that like you know he's he's a big bat like he can mm. do can swing it. Um, you know nothing against Durke. I, no, I no, think no. he's he's kind of an unsung hero of this team. You know he's he's just kind of been that like. And not to Evan Russell's level, but like he's kind of been that like guy that they've recruited. They've recruited other guys to play that position, but they just always seem to be comfortable with you know Evan Russell with with right. a beat Durke, you know things like that. Durke just keeps on he he produces. Um, mm-hmm. You know he's a he's a hard out to get. Um, yeah, the the home runs and you know he doesn't have a ton of RBIs, but the guy finds a way to get on base and. You know, when you're able to get on base at such a high rate, it, it's hard for, you know, 
to put somebody else in. So, right. um, am I going to say it's the wrong decision? No, because I don't, I don't know what these guys look like outside of yeah. you know, the games well, they play. So, you know, they, they're going to have more trust and, you know, more confidence and, and, and those players. And that's, that's their call to make. Yeah. And I, I think in turn, when you just, yes, I mean, but it's when like, you, when you're winning that many games, every decision that you make is, I mean, that's, that's your decision. How am I going to judge you when you're the number four team in the country? <laughs> right. But I, I think, too, it's just like, again, like Hansai's 2020. Um, obviously, you, you watched, um, you know, where, where he wasn't able to to make that play on, um, you know, today. But he he's done it before. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to – it's hard to – in my I think there's a lot of, like, you know, when you, you grade, like, how you thought coaches – made decisions that day. There's a lot of like ones you're like, man, that's just a really stupid decision. And then you have some where you're like, ah, you know, could you have made a better one? Maybe. But like, I think with everything you knew, like that's what you do. Like this isn't a Butch Jones, um, not going for two situation. Right. I mean, like (laughs) the best batters in in baseball, are, you know, they're hitting 300, something like this, 300, something like that. So that, I mean, three out of 10 times you're getting, you're getting a hit. I mean, he didn't get a hit today. So, you know, that was, you know, the the other seven, he just he just didn't – he struck out. You know, you got to put it in play. And right. that, that's probably something that they'll, you know, relay to him. You know, hey, you know, when we put you in this moment, you got to put the ball in play. You can't struck out. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. And you had one freshman freaking shove it against the number one team in the country. Hey, let's try another freshman to see if he can, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's – We'll see if these new guys can uh, can can cut it for for a while. Yeah, that. Um, but yeah, that and getting him that experience is going to be huge for his development down the road too. So maybe maybe it's not just like, hey, we're trying to get this win today. You know, maybe it's a a, a long term decision there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, mm, might have been part of it. Hopefully, you just went all for the win, though. <laughs> right, right. Um, but like, there's more to it than just. Yeah, no, I think I don't think it's a guy that you're like. And I think too with with Durke, I mean, it doesn't seem like, I mean, he's had a good season. It doesn't seem like they've had to worry about, you know, his confidence and like anything like that. So I, you know, yeah, he's batting like two fifty something. Like he, it's yeah. not like he's batting like point oh five. Yeah, and you're like trying to bring you're trying to bring him back or something. Like it's that's not the situation. So right, um, I, I thought I was, you know, I think most ball fans, you know, see that that move happen, and I think everyone's ears perked up a little bit, and you know. Got the um, people on their feet, edge of their seat. Like, I think everyone expected big stuff, too. So, just didn't make it this time. You also faced one of the best pitchers in the country. Um, so, it is what it is. It, it's yep. one of those you, you stand up and, and you tell the dude good play and, and you step. Yeah. Tip your away. Um, So, we'll, I do want to talk more and see if you have anything else about the SEC standings since uh, next week is the last SEC series. Um, before the end of the season, we do have a question. What about the spat between – we talked about it a little bit. What about the spat between uh, Vitello and Van Horn there at the end? If you missed it, because I, I think everyone missed how it started initially. Apparently, they did go over to shake hands. Um, and then maybe uh, maybe a couple words were exchanged. Um, some of your mothers. I don't, I don't know what was said. Um, but it, it ended up almost being a outfield clearing brawl because they were all in the outfield to, to get final words. Um, when this took place, so yeah, and then and then Vitello and Van Horn came together after they had huddled up with their players and you know 
talked it out, I guess. I, um, I think it was a little more civil, but it doesn't look like that either of them walked away. Um, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't <laughs> hug or anything. No, like that, I don't. You know? So, so they they talked. I think to clear to um, settle some things. I don't think they talked to apologize. No, no. Judging by the way the convo went. Yeah, and you know, just just knowing those two guys, it, it doesn't look like they apologize for a for hardly anything that they do. <laughs> right. So pretty fiery dudes. Um, yeah, I do love kind of like both of their answers. You can tell they worked together. You know, at some point, uh, both very very similar answers they gave. Um, Vitello actually taking the blame. We don't know what was actually said, but taking the blame um, for it because he said he shouldn't have said the off the field issues in that moment um, mm-hmm. that they were dealing with. And um, but kind of along the same lines was like I'm going to leave what was said there. Um, he told us good game, and other than that, like yeah, I mean and, and Van, like yeah, he Vitello gave Arkansas props, and Van Horn did the same thing. He was just like they're a good baseball team; they deserve everything that they're getting up to this point. Yeah. So. And uh, and Van Horn even mentioned in that he uh, he kind of he glossed over this. So I couldn't tell if it was a joke or if he was serious. He he said they didn't have any hot water in the in the locker room after the game. So yeah, maybe turn I, it off. I, I, I don't know if it got I don't know if it got turned off or uh, you know maybe hey maybe those those guys can at uh, in Arkansas are, um, they look like they might be some uh, needy guys maybe taking long showers. It might not be Tennessee's fault at all. Yeah, I mean, when when t- they were sweating it out, so they needed the, those. They needed a bunch of hot showers after the fact, and you know, we're we're getting upgrades soon, hopefully. So maybe we're upgrading that hot water heater. I think just on the home side, you can leave it like it is on the on the visitors <laughs> yeah. visitors side. I'm a fan of the. Uh, I can't remember. Someone mentioned a college baseball team does this, or Alabama used to. I don't know if they still do. The uh, visiting locker rooms, um, pink. I'm a big fan of those. Those mental games that you play with um, the visitor team. Like uh, okay. in the '90s, teams when they went, came to Knoxville, they were already dreading um, the the post shower or the post game shower because they knew it was going to be cold water. I love it. But play mental games with them. I love how just absolutely shitty everything about the visitor locker room is, dude. But I, I do want to mean, like after like a like you're sweating and you go get in the shower. It's cold. It sucks in the moment, but after the fact, after you're done with it, you're like, man, that felt pretty good. Yeah, honestly, cold showers after are, aren't like after something like that aren't terrible. But um, if it's a cold game, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're you don't even shower. Guys, you're yeah. giving guys pneumonia. <laughs> I'm not showering first off, um, but no, I love that. Like that's just so. Like in my opinion, that's why you love like college sports like that. Like. It's yeah, so it's, petty. It's, it's hilarious. Makes, it's the product. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't see that a lot with NFL. Like, well, and I think everyone's like going to like you know nice. You know, you want to be a good host. You want to be an accommodating host or whatever. Right. Um. And I think you know. Yeah, you want to be accommodating to the extent where it's like you know once we walk off the field, we're you know good game. Be safe. <laughs> be safe on the trip home. But I love the like. I love that. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, it makes Tennessee trashy." I love the fact that like people would admit like. I dreaded Knoxville because of the cold showers. Like they were like, oh, I didn't, you know, the crowd wasn't tough, like that kind of thing. Like they're like the locker room as a whole showers. is not great. Oh, yeah. it's like it's one of the more disgusting locker rooms I've ever been in. And yeah. I've been in some nasty locker rooms in my life. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. And I don't even mean like nasty, like the people in there existing are nasty. Like I've been in those. I mean the ones that you're walking in and you're like, you don't want to set your stuff down. You don't it's even want to like, use the bathroom. Am I at a high school locker yeah. room? Like, I think I think uh, I think a couple of us when we we use that locker room we're sitting on broken chairs like 
just weird stuff that I'm like, this is nasty. Yeah. It's awesome. And uh, like knowing now what this is really like, like this is hilarious. But like the tunnel even to like get in and out of the stadium for the visitors is just grimy and nasty. Yeah, I it's love like it. You're, you're going to stay in a nice hotel. When you get to the stadium, you're not going to yeah, have you, a great time. Yeah, you better live it up at the uh, at the airport hotel. Yeah, the Hilton or whatever <laughs> they stay at. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, I'm excited for Tennessee's upgrades, but keep the uh, keep the visitor locker room over in Lindsey Nelson. Keep it grungy. Yeah, going back to the spat, you know, I don't think it's really anything. I think it's just two guys, you know, competing all weekend, and it just kind of boiled over to uh, they weren't done. They wanted more. No. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see if anything kind of comes out of it because it to me it sounds recruiting involved. So. Yeah, curious yeah. to see like if, if uh, what, and I think Van Horn look? said you know he was like you know recruiting this and like he's just he's like I don't really know what it was. Uh, he, he it was a weird quote because he said uh, recruiting and then he named one other thing and then said and on uh, everything else or like all of it. So he, he was like choose between those three. I was like, well, you said all of it, so it was obviously <laughs> that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. That covers a lot. It's just a funny quote. Yeah, he. Uh, that was the first thing he was asked. Actually, he wasn't even asked about the the rubber match. Was not the first question. Um, he he didn't. Apparently, they didn't even want to talk about the game in Arkansas. So, yeah, I mean, you got to have some some cool to write about. Yeah, and you know, dude, uh, talking about going back to how they need to upgrade, invest in the baseball program. It it sucks to hear Arkansas fans get the pleasure of saying your stadium's terrible, like, comparatively speaking to theirs, because they're right. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it just sucks. I'll argue with them, but they're right about the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Your stadium's – I mean, you you are in Little Rock, Arkansas. No one wants to be there. So, but they're Fayetteville, Fayetteville. Fayetteville, so, yeah. Fayetteville. Yeah, I'm potato, potato. Exactly. Arkansas is Arkansas. It sucks. <laughs> I love that there's people over in our section, like, we're on them all weekend about Walmart. Like, they just, like – Apparently, like they, they're saying, their mom works at Walmart. They they said that they get their jerseys at Walmart, like their haircuts from Walmart. Like they get everything they own from Walmart. I love that. It's a great. It's a great one. Uh, one of the, I don't know which uh, which Arkansas player it was. Had, I mean, I'm gonna assume it had to be like a first baseman or something. He he gave credit to the Vol creatures. Yeah, Slavens did. Yep, Slavens. Yep. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah, got it. Got a little shout out to the. The Arkansas fans or players appreciated the uh, the Tennessee fans what they yeah they they, there was it. another guy his uh it was a their first base coach his um, last name was Werns W E R N E S oh mm-hmm. they called him Wiener the entire weekend <laughs> so it wasn't as clean as normal huh no no I mean they I guess that's, uh, you could I mean, you could it's funny because it's like old it's like fifty year old men just calling this guy Wiener and like. Him and the hey, third base coach like stood next to each other, and they're just like, you know, Thompson loves Wiener, and you know, it's just, it's fun, all in fun. Yeah, all in all in fun, exactly. Uh, it's great stuff. Um, okay, so anything else about the SEC standings? Anything like that? And then, uh, sorry, go ahead. Um, that, that's kind of all. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, um, you know, the the teams who don't make it to Hoover, the last two teams, because you have Texas A&M and Auburn. Um, I think Auburn won that series this weekend against Texas A&M, but they're both 8-19. Missouri is 7-20. And, 
And then Kentucky and LSU have kind of separated themselves from, from those teams. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see who gets that last spot um, with those three teams kind of at, at the bottom. Missouri gets a huge, much-needed win over Mississippi State this weekend. I don't know uh, how, but they did. I I, and, and going back to that, that guy who, who says Tennessee can't win the big one, I mean, when you have a Missouri team that's able to knock off the number three team in the country. Yeah, and you weren't win. Yeah, and, and you you beat them pretty pretty handily, right? Um, so so you know I, I think you know LSU could be considered a big one. Florida, you know they're ranked number nine. They have to be considered a big one. You got Georgia. Right. You know if you're able to get the win over South Carolina, Kentucky, you know all these teams, every team in this league should be in a regional. Like they have the talent to be in a regional. It, it's just right. the fact it, that they're all in the same conference. You're beating up on each other. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned Missouri in terms of uh, just how you played last weekend, too. I think that is a great example of this team. I, I don't I can't remember who was asked this question, but um, about where they're going to finish. You know, Vanderbilt, that was down at that point, you know, where they may finish in the SEC. And he's like, we're just going to – I think it was Liam Spence. We're just going to take care of business and, and everything else will, you know, see how it works out. But we got to do – we got to do – like that's the approach you have to have because you got to go out and win, you know, potentially you got to at least win one. Maybe, you know, to stay in first, you got at least, you probably got to win all three um, next weekend. So, you know, you just got to take care of business day by day. Um, Can't win all three if you don't win the first one. (laughs) So um, definitely take care of business. And I think Missouri is, I think that they will not make it to the postseason. They are four games back. So they're done after this weekend. Missouri, I think they've only got, I think Kentucky has 11 wins. Let me pull back up. Missouri has so the, the seven. it's just in the SEC. So the the bottom two in the SEC don't go to Hoover. Oh, oh, okay. I, I didn't realize it wasn't done. Much. Okay, so yeah, they then they have a chance to go back. Okay, yeah, gotcha. right. they'll that's, probably have to take care of business. I don't know who. That's weird that they do two and don't do one from each conference. Yeah, I'm one, like, uh, division, division. Excuse me. Yeah, they play they play Auburn. So I mean, if they go and beat Auburn, there there it is. They're they could be in. Yeah, yeah. Assuming A and M doesn't. Yeah, just they, they've got Arkansas, right? Do they? I can't remember. So that I mean, if it is that, I mean, that's even better for Missouri. They have LSU. LSU. And LSU's fighting to get a regional, so that, that's a tough team right now, too. Right. I yeah. So they, I mean, it's gonna, gonna, gonna be a yeah, gonna be a fun fun day for or fun weekend again for SEC baseball as far as um, seeing where all these teams play. Arkansas plays Florida. So they've got a pretty tough test ahead of them next weekend as well. Um, speaking of those regional sites, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Tennessee gets the on the I guess finalists for regions. Um, they're pretty much at, I mean guaranteed to host, right? I mean, yeah, I know it's a weird year at this point. Like you didn't get swept by Arkansas. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think if you'd got if you lost six straight, you know you could you know, be one of those final teams in. But, yeah, I think Tennessee was was going to host regardless. They they announced the 20 potential sites. Is it 16? And, and they'll go down to 16 on Selection Monday. So, that'll be that'll be next Monday. Did they just leave four in to, like, still have a Selection Sunday? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's kind of like maybe, like, they have a couple bubble teams that, like – could Good. play their way in and stuff like that. So they they, they did 20. I think LSU is, is definitely one of those teams. Right. Um, I, th- I thought they were in there. Maybe they're not. 
No, LSU is not a potential host site. They're not. I'll, I'll pull. They're up. trying to get uh, in a regional, not not a host. Sorry. Right. Right. Um, South Carolina, I, they're probably playing for one. Um, yeah, I mean the, the the SEC teams are Arkansas, Florida, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. So you have quite a bit of those SEC yeah. teams in there that will probably host. I mean that that Ole Miss beating. Um, Meeting Vandy today was huge for for Tennessee yeah. as far as just where they kind of fall in the last last couple. Yeah, and good um, for Ole Miss too because I mean they they probably they're going to lock down a, a regional because of that. Yeah, um, some interesting places on here. Um, Charlotte, I mean Charlotte, Charlotte's lost, on there. Lost to Charlotte earlier yeah. this year. Um, uh, in the middle Pitt. Of the game. Pitt's on there. I haven't looked at um, what Pitt's doing. Just some like places you would not think would be Gonzaga. In the final twenty. Gonzaga's on there. Uh, I, I mean Arizona. That's a, Southern Miss. So yeah, that's a it's a good little group. I guess they just did twenty. I, I don't know who the. I guess there you mentioned Ole Miss was kind of a bubble team at least before this weekend. Um, so it looks like they may get there. But uh, yeah, I honestly like I. Who do you who do you think the last four are? Do you have the pulled up? Um, yeah, I, ha- I have like the the twenty pulled up. Um, I, I you think don't, you don't have records just going. Just so I, I mean, you know, I know you don't have all their records in front of you, so that's probably hard. Um, I mean, I, I think they play like, next Sunday or next weekend, like Gonzaga, Charlotte, Southern. Like, not all those mid major schools are going to host a regional. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have to play themselves into that. Um, South Carolina is probably going to have to play themselves into it. You know, they're they're going to have to get, have a good series against Tennessee. So um, that's going to be interesting to see. I think Louisiana Tech. That's I think they're really good. Um, I think Charlotte's really good. I don't know much about East Carolina um, and Southern Miss, but I think Texas will be there. TCU, I yeah. think, has lost. I think the last three series. So you know, they could be on the out. And at one point, they were ranked. Number three, right. um, so that they could find themselves. You know, if they don't do something, you know, with this last weekend, they could be on the outside looking in as far as a host site. But uh, yeah, I think all, all the rest of those SEC teams, SEC teams, are probably safe. Okay, and, and let me ask you this too. Uh, I'm looking at the article I've got pulled up, but I don't, I don't see anything. I didn't read the whole thing, but scanning it, how do, how are they going to uh, determine um, uh, super regional? Host sites? Is it going to be? It's the top eight. eight. Of those, it's just the top eight. It's okay. Yeah. So, so what if they don't? They don't weren't a. Well, what if they weren't a host site for the regional? Would they still get to host super regional? How are they doing? I just didn't know they were doing it different because of the same reason they're selecting regionals different. So I didn't know how that worked. So I, th- I think the way it goes is they have like they're predetermined. Yeah. So even if that team does not make it, I think they still have it at that place. With the regional, with the so super my, regional. So when are they? That's my question. When are, oh oh, it's predetermined by the fi- the last. Okay, gotcha. The, the top I eight seeds in the regional. Top eight. Yeah, I thought you meant the top eight seeds in the regional, but it's so it's determined then. It's not. So if, if Tennessee was the number eight seed, they would host the super regional. If, you know, they would. They're going to host that super regional, but awesome. okay. you know, 
definitely they don't necessarily yeah you don't know if you'll be there yet or not okay right. i didn't know gotcha so that makes sense now that how, how they how they do that um so tennessee's got a really good shot of hosting a super regional then yeah so here's when was this i don't know if this was written this is four days ago so baseball okay. america had a projected and tennessee was eighth um yeah. which that'll probably nice. change i would i would think they'd move up because TCU's mm-hmm. ranked number two, and that's not right. Yeah, and they've got Vanderbilt or, or excuse me, Tennessee and D1Baseball.com. Was, I mean, they're number four this week. They won a game at Arkansas. I got to think they're not going to move much, if any. The fact right. that, I mean, on what everyone around them did. But So the last four seeds in this would be Stanford, Charlotte, Pittsburgh, Louisiana Tech. Gotcha. Um, but Ole Miss was projected as a two seed, so they're, they're probably going to host – now, so they probably knocked one of those teams out. That, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see because I mean, th- this weekend, like, it's not just like what we thought they were just going to go ahead and do it, but you know, they're they're able to put twenty to to make teams. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, not, I mean that's pretty cool. Make it worth it, I guess. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool that uh, you know, obviously, you don't. You want the like predetermined thing on there, but all in all, like they are gonna just give it. They're giving it to just about every single team that's would host in a normal year, and then they've mm-hmm. got it set up to where like you know a team that which I, that's what that you know I started thinking about that more. That that is what's funny is like you can almost this late in the season, you know, when they released it this last week, you can almost. You might, you know, you're going to miss one, maybe two every year if you did it that way. But if you, if you'd predetermined the sites, you would have been able to just about get every single team that you would normally do. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so D1, D1 baseball had another one, um, and they have Tennessee as a six seed. Um, the last four seeds in this is East Carolina, Louisiana Tech, Pittsburgh, and Florida State. Nice. Okay. So that's, so I'm just looking at it from a Tennessee perspective in terms of, so Tennessee, you go, I mean, as I think, you know, again, depending on what every other team does. I mean, but if you just go win the series, you're probably hosting a super regional, like more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you got to make it that far, but I mean, with, with the SEC schedule that you go through, you know, Ross Kevin talked about that grind and how, you know, it's just exhausting. Yeah. Because no lead is safe, you know, at that point, you know, you have guys, you have major leaguers all up and down these rosters. Um, so, I mean, f- finally getting to play like other teams and not just in a midweek game, but in, right. in like actual, like you're using Chad Dallas, Will Heflin, you're using Hunley and, you know, all your regular starters. I think it's, it sets you up well. Um, yeah. now I'm not saying it, it's a cakewalk by any means because these are good teams and there's a reason why they're in regionals. Um, but, yeah, I think it definitely helps you out for postseason play. Uh, yeah, and, and too, um, we we haven't mentioned this yet as far as, like, where you're going to fall in the last rankings. You also get to play at least one more SEC team after South Carolina. Um, so, you obviously, you know, getting one win in the SEC tournament is a, a good way to pad the resume. Um, it's, a, it's a win-win for teams like, you know, Tennessee um, – you know that aren't aren't at the top, but you know near the top. It's it's a win win. Um, a loss isn't going to drop you too far. Where, but as a win or a couple wins, you know could put you put you up at the, the top couple rankings. Yeah. Rankings. So it's a that's a one thing we've kind of we talked about at the SEC tournament. But um, I, it's a great situation for Tennessee to 
Um, I mean, for any, obviously any SEC team, but uh, the position Tennessee's in this year. Um, excited for for Hoover. The last time Tennessee was there was Auburn, and they played Auburn in, I guess that was 17 or 18? Sorry. 18. Um, no, not 19. 19? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah we lost, uh, lost to Auburn, I think. In the lost to Auburn, yeah, in the bottom of the ninth. Um, yeah, Christian Scott so. had a chance. Like it, he hit one. He smoked one. Uh, it was just caught at the warning track that, that would have ended it. And so this will be the it, it's going to be good to be back in Hoover. Hopefully, hopefully to uh, leaving on better circumstances. Obviously, that they play they played good that game, and that that yeah that Tennessee team played well above their expected target. Um, so that that was a team that gave it all their guy. I think I mean I think this team's playing above their target, but I think they're also like you you see the talents there. So I don't. Whereas like that nineteen team was like these dudes are just just grinding. And there wasn't a ton of talent on that team. Um, whereas this team's grinding and, and has a talent. So um, but yeah, ho- hopefully leaving Hoover and some better better spirits this time around. Yeah, that'd be nice. Be nice to win a couple games there. And e- even if you don't win it, then you kind of have yourself heading in the right direction come uh come regionals that that next weekend. Yep. Definitely. All right. Um, anything else for baseball before we jump kind of over to uh to some football? That's all I got. Um, I'm super excited where the the rankings end up because you have you know, you know Tennessee did lose a series, but they lost the number one Arkansas. Mississippi State loses to Missouri; they're going to drop. Vanderbilt loses to Ole Miss, who was ranked I think 19th. At, I think 19th. Um, I can look that up for sure. Yeah, 18th. Sorry, um, for D1 baseball. So I mean that they, they'll probably drop. So I don't think. Tennessee maybe could even move up after a series right. loss like that. So, be interesting to see where it ends up tomorrow. Also, I think it's huge for for Tennessee baseball to get Connor Pavoloni back behind the plate. Um, yep, and he mentioned him a little bit. He played well this weekend too. Yeah, yeah, got got some hits. Um, squared up a, a bunch of balls somewhere, you know, right at people. But that that's baseball. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Jackson Greer did a great job. Um, while he was kind of dealing with that hand injury, injury. Um, well, and yeah, I think that's that. a guy too that obviously out of necessity, but you found him um, in some midweek games. Uh, you know, obviously at the, you feel like you get more out of Pavoloni, but then he came in, um, and he came in in just a tough situation. I, I was actually thinking about that the other day, like where he he came in that Vanderbilt that Vanderbilt game on Saturday night, and uh, Vanderbilt had a ton of speed and they took it right at him. Uh, mm-hmm. Never let him get comfortable, and I mean, Van, like credit to Vanderbilt. For first off, I mean, they can they can base they can run bases. Uh, they don't have a problem in that category. Um, but they they saw a um, yeah, I don't want to call it a weakness, but like where Tennessee has to bring in a guy who hadn't played tonight uh, in, in a in a very very tough situation. And I thought for confidence wise, that's got to bring you down a little bit. But dude, he's he's played really really well over the last couple of weeks. Um, he started getting hot in some in some midweek games. Uh, I think is when he hit that first big home run. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, thought, I, I, I thought he gave Tennessee you know postseason when you got a ton of games. Um, you know, especially when you're that hand hand injury, it's probably not close to 100. percent No, um, so you yeah, know, he's still got maybe give some, a little bit. So maybe give some relief if uh, if it's necessary. You know, next week in Hoover, or something, you know, whatever. So yeah, I think that's big to get him back, not just because you know. I thought Jackson Greer handled, handled himself well, um, but it, it's just a guy who, who's been in the program for a, a long time, a guy that your pitchers trust, 
Um, he's another big at bat, and he's he's a big leaguer. I mean, he's gonna he was up there. I think he was a preseason All American in, in some um, outlets. So uh, definitely want to see him get back on track. And I think he started that this weekend. I don't think he started on Friday, but I think Avalone? he came in. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. I think I remember thinking. I remember. I thought I remembered him being back. I couldn't remember. Um, and then I'm, I think I remember thinking. I guess I dreamed that because I don't think he was in the starting lineup. But um, yeah, I was. So I was. I was very confused for this weekend when obviously he played. And but yeah, I, I don't think he started Friday night. Yeah, um, definitely got the start on Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, I think that gives Tennessee a huge boost. Again, just staying healthy is, is huge for any team when it comes to postseason. You know, any sport. And I think Tennessee's pretty healthy right now. Yeah, you'd like to have a guy like Ben Joyce or Jackson Leith, you know, in your in your bullpen or, or starting. But, uh, you know, I think Tennessee's, for the most part, pretty healthy at this point in the season. Yeah, obviously you're always going to deal with some injuries, but you haven't, like you said, haven't lost too many guys. So it's been, a, from that perspective, uh, yeah, as soon as you started to say that, I was like, dude, Jackson Leith, like we didn't even get to see him this year. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I yeah, – yeah, are there some weaknesses in the you know in that bullpen? No, not weaknesses. Do you have some areas of need in that bullpen? Sure, um, but do they play just as a group so good um, without the, arguably the best guy on the on the roster? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, had a lot of guys step up this season for sure. Um, but yeah, excited to see where we're at, and uh, excited for another attack, another weekend, and headed to uh, Columbia, South yep. Carolina, not Missouri. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> Not that that one's better, but we know which one's we know which one's worse. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk a little football. Uh, let's let's get into the, into that. Um, at least when you said best players this fall, I mean, I guess you could have been talking like volleyball or something, um, or maybe yeah. you wanted to talk some lady ball soccer. But I, I did prep for football, so okay, yeah. That's no yeah. shade of the other two either. We'll uh, I'll I'll tell you their best players this fall. <laughs> but we're, we're talking – I plan for football, so we're going to have to go football. Yeah, I, I just – you know, the, it's it's not an episode if you don't talk a little bit about football. So, uh, oh, sure. I, I thought this this would be interesting to kind of talk about Tennessee's best player come this fall. I think it could be a number of players. Um, and, and, you know, I think a guy that it, it might need to be not, – not necessarily it will, but a guy that I would love to see it happen – is Alante Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to go offense. I think, you know, Tennessee's got some playmakers on offense, but they need a, an eraser on defense and a guy that can blitz, a guy that can tackle, a guy that has all the intangibles to be a lockdown corner in this league is Alante Taylor. Um, yep. Now, if he can just erase the bonehead mistakes at, at different times in the season i think he, he's got a shot to be a, a really good player and you know he's i mentioned the intangibles i mean he could be a, a high round draft pick but he like you got to raise yeah. the the mental lapses I, th- I mean i think he's um in a similar spot to to bryce thompson as when you talk about getting drafted i think yeah i think to get drafted he's gonna have to have a pretty good year um yeah. i'm not even talking about it, getting into the high round i think i think he's gonna have to uh, now he may get, you know, where Bryce Thompson didn't get it. Uh, I mean, I think he probably gets a combine invite, so maybe he get again. Got to play good enough, but I'd say, I'd say right now he's getting an invite. I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't know if that's the right thing. But anyways, I think he may benefit from um, from a normal year, uh, not a COVID dealing with 
where they didn't even have a combine. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. That uh, I mean, I think you just, I mean, he obviously didn't play his best football last year and you desperately needed him to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the year before that, he, he had a, a decent season, but it was kind of in the doghouse a lot with, uh, you know, the, the BYU game kind of started it, but, uh, you know, just the, those mental lapses. And the year before that, he was outstanding. I mean, you saw the potential from his freshman year. He was a preseason All-American, and, you know, then just – and he's not a guy that's going to have a ton of interceptions because, you know, I just think he, he's a different t- style. Yeah, of, he's, a, he's way more aggressive. Yeah, than, than, than like a Bryce Thompson who, like, has the ball skills and stuff like that. Not to say Alante Taylor doesn't have the ball skills. I mean, the dude played quarterback in high school. I think he's got plenty of ball skills. I think at one point he was in the receiver room. Right. Um, but, I, yeah, I just want to see him kind of used as like a, you know, a threat to, you know, if you're not getting a ton of um, pressure up front, you know, I think he's a guy that can come off the edge and and, and blitz from his corner spot and could really be a, a threat for opposing offenses. Yeah, no, I yeah, I like the way he I, I like the way Alante Taylor plays at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, definitely, obviously, you like the ball skill corners. Um, those ones get you the ball back more more often than than the type that Alante Taylor is. But um, he, I mean, he just he helps Tennessee all, out a lot. It, it, I think too, the aggressiveness is really really great um, at the line of scrimmage with the new RPO stuff, where uh, a lot of last minute decisions made at the line of scrimmage um, more mm-hmm. more so than you know. So I, I think. If it's that rare, I think I, I like I like Lante Taylor. I hope he's one of the better players for Tennessee this fall. Um, so how'd you do it? Like, are you going to flip defense, offense, defense, offense, or are you just going after it? Just your your I'm, best guys. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just I'm just guys. yeah, I'm just letting it have it. I mean, like you you could go a number of players. I, I would like to see Tyler Barron make that next step. Um, I, I don't I don't really know who steps up at that kind of pass rusher. It's got to be somebody. Right. Um, so, so who is is it going to be a Byron Young? Is it going to be um, maybe a Bryson Eason? But I, I think Tyler Barron, from what we saw last year, I think he has the intangibles to do it. Um, you know, he's he's already kind of taken on that that leadership role, kind of similar to Alante Taylor. You know, when when he kind of took over that the the vol leaders, and, and then you know he does the the Tay talks. I think Tyler Barron is starting to get more and more exposure and just, you know, kind of thought of as a leader in that locker room. So, yeah, I just want to see his – him kind of maximize his potential. You know, the the kid's huge. Um, and I, I think, like, I, I go back to the intangibles. He, he looks like a NFL player. Yeah. Now, can, can he build on the production he had last season and, and really, um, you know, be a thorn in, in some quarterback sides? Maybe more of a thorn. Maybe more like yeah. a, uh, I don't know, a tree falling on him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a bit more aggressive. Uh, I, you know, the first one I've got is, uh, and really too, I think, at least what from outside looking in, and just judging by you kind of things you mentioned, like Tay talks. I think Valus Jones Jr. is doing something like that, right? Yep. Uh, I yeah, think he has like his own YouTube vlog. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because he's you know probably one of the oldest guys in the room. Um, added with like you saw a, a pretty big exit from like most of the leaders this year, but he seems to be much more of a leader um, this year, which sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard for, for transfers to come in and be leaders. Cause you're the new, yeah, you're the old guy, but you're the new guy. Um, so it's kind of hard, but I think. But the, now we're the Tennessee 
Trojans. So uh. yeah, yeah, just bringing the USC guys over. <laughs> uh, but I think you know it's it's probably one being one of the older guys in there. You do get to you're going to have another year, um, and then mixed with like a, pretty much every other leaders gone. Like there's not a lot of returning leaders. Um, probably Alante Taylor on the defensive side of the ball, and that's about it. Um, Matt, Matthew Butler. Matthew Butler is returning. Yeah. So, I mean, not a ton of, you know, not a ton of leaders. So um, I think he's probably stepped up. So I'm, I'm hoping that being an older guy uh, maybe uh, helps, helps some of these younger guys along faster. But I, I mean, I also think, and especially in Heupel's offense, he's going to be, it's going to be great for him and Jalen Hyatt getting their speed and just trying to get them into space and the ball in their hands. I think it's going to be a good situation for him. Um, obviously, it's a guy that just didn't quite make the plays you wanted him to last year. So kind of like Alante Taylor, you just you know the talents there. You hope the production matches it. Yeah, um, I mean, I I think you have to go with J- like v- Valus Jones or Jalen Hyatt. Like it's going to be one of those guys that get the majority of the the receptions. <laughs> they're going to yeah. split. Like both of them are going to have receptions, but you know one's probably going to have you know the bulk of it. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I think Jalen Hyatt just has that, you know, maybe Bayless Jones has the experience, but, but Jalen Hyatt, you know, he just has that, like the, the speed, like he it, just I, looks more yeah. of like an NFL receiver. And I think too, and I don't know which one it is, um, but I think the answer to who's going to get mo- you know, more of the looks, more of the receptions this year, more of the targets. Um, I think it's going to be whoever just does a really, really good job of, of finding space on the field. Um, so yeah, good route runners part of it, but you know, you also kind of, uh, hype will also just from the videos I've seen of, of UCF, like it's just getting guys into, into space. And, um, so whoever can do a better job of doing that, I think will be it. I don't think I saw enough last year to confidently give you an answer of who I think that would be, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Also, I guess going back to the defense, because like, I, like, I, I feel like you might know offensively like it Jabari Small is probably going to be your your best running back you have Jalen Hyatt, Bayless Jones, Cade Mays up front um Darnell Wright up front you know I I think those guys are probably like not set in stone but like they're you at least like kind of know in the back of your head like those guys are probably going to be your your best players on offense right um Jawan Mitchell you know I he made a list of I think it was the SEC Mike made a list of the top transfers in the SEC. And, and mm-hmm. you know, Juwan Mitchell was number four. Henry Toto was number three. So, I mean, like, Henry Toto is probably your best defensive player last year. If Juwan Mitchell right. is right there with him, you know, he's probably your best defensive player um, this season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Texas – he was Texas' leading tackler last year. Um I just hope this is a better I, – I don't know what went down at Texas. I don't know – Really, there. I know they had a coaching change, but I don't know the, right. the reasons why he left. Um, but I, ho- I hope this is the the right situation for him, and he's able to to maximize because Tennessee definitely needs it at linebacker. Because you, yeah, don't no, for have sure, hardly anybody. For sure, uh, I mean, linebacker is obviously the biggest area of need defensively. Um, so, yeah, obviously, you want to bring some other, you know. You want to hope that guy you brought in does at least replace the at least the production you lost. Because even if you had had Henry Toto this year, you'd still be asking the same question about you know who's going to be your 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 uh, edge rusher, who's gonna um, who's gonna make plays in the passing game. Like there's still those questions there, even if Henry Toto is there. 
So you definitely want to at least replace some of that production um, yeah. that, that he leaves. Um, yeah. Defensive side of the ball, man. I, it's, it's, I think, yeah, it's tough to judge who your best players over here are going to be. Um, you know, the ones that I'm like, I'm really, really hoping figured out because you heard so much good stuff about them last year uh, before the season. Um, Warren Burrell, I think, is a guy that I thought – I think a lot of people were, um, you know, expecting so much out of him because in, in fall camp, I guess is what it would be called last year, the, all the noise coming out of it, the defensive side of the ball was Warren Burrell. Warren Burrell, he's, you know, he's playing fantastic. He's um, – so I thought – I hope he comes along because I think, obviously – Everywhere on the defensive side of the ball is thin, but I mean, so is the defensive back position. So can Warren Burrell take, you know, is he doing it on the practice field? Can he take that next step? Um, let's find out. Yeah. Um, Flowers is another one that, you know, has kind of been hampered by injuries since he's been here, but has had that potential super athletic. We, we mentioned the ball skills with Lante Taylor. I mean, he's got that. He was a big baseball prospect as well. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, I think he was probably your most, consistent definitely a safety um but uh, but as far as like your defensive backs he was probably your most consistent maybe bryce thompson but uh, i think trayvon flowers is a guy who you could really like it's not good when your safeties are helping out in the the run game but he also played with a lot of scrimmage a lot and and he's a he's kind of like alante taylor he was really good in the run game really aggressive so yeah you're right you don't want your defensive back you know to be your leading tackler or anything not that Trayvon flowers was but he had a lot of tackles and yeah he did you're right yeah i think he's another one that could really um benefit from maybe a new coaching staff benefit from maybe not maybe just going out and playing ball yeah. Um, and I think a lot of these players, you know, I don't know how difficult that defense was to learn, but apparently, you know, it, it wasn't great here. So apparently it was, it was pretty difficult. So hopefully, you know, maybe they're able to get the green light and maybe just go, you know, you know, ha- have their responsibilities, but also just, you know, go, go ball. Well, you just want to, in, in, you know, this style of play that, um, Hypel is going to, you know, bring, you do kind of get the freedom to fly around a little bit, really be aggressive and um, make, make some mistakes. Cause you're not trying to get a ton of stops. You're trying to slow them down or get turnovers. You're, you're yeah, not grinding out. It's, downs. it's, it's about big plays. Like on yeah. offense and defense, you want big plays. Yeah. So you almost get the freedom to just kind of fly around. Like you make a mistake. All right. Like our offense is going to come on and score. Um, you just need to go out there and try and get the ball. So mm. I think, I think it does. Add, it does. Yeah. You have responsibilities just like, you know, any position, um, but it does add a little bit of freedom to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know, I do want to mention Jabari Small because I think he's a guy. He's another guy that can, um, you know, is going to have to take on that production of, of what Eric Gray did last year. Right. And it, you know, he played a little bit and, and had some good carries, but you know, not enough where you can just bank on him being Tennessee's you know most dominant player on, on that offensive side of the ball. But um, giving him some room, I, I think he you know carries his weight well, so he, he's able to you know, run through some contact, but I, I think giving him some room to run is, is beneficial as well with this. And that's, that's what this offense is going to give him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, look for, I mean, you're going to probably need a big year from him because you really don't have, he's the most experienced running back on this roster. Um, so definitely uh, last, last one I want to mention on the defensive side of the ball, just because kind of mentioned it with Warren Burrell, uh, Morvin Joseph, I, I, you talked about it a minute ago, needing a, an edge rusher guy, which, I mean, I, I guess we don't even know what 
He's at inside he's gonna linebacker play? right now. Is it, so he did get – he's an inside linebacker? Mm. Yeah. Surely – surely that changes, right? I don't know. I just would I think mean, with your needs, I – yeah, yeah. You have, yeah, you have a needed inside linebacker, but is it is it greater than your need for an edge rusher? And I just think if we're just going off talent, and that, I think that's pretty much all you can go off of because of there's not any production from anybody. You need an edge rusher desperately, and I would think he would be one of your more talented ones. Yeah, because because you moved Roman Harrison to inside linebacker too, and maybe it had to do with a lot because Jeremy Banks and, and Roman Harrison were all injured during the spring. So, yeah. you know, you had to have somebody there. So maybe, maybe that has something to do with it, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I thought that he would be a guy that you'd put in that position, but you move Bryson Easton to kind of that position. You have Tyler Barron, Byron Young. So maybe they thought that was a better fit for him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see him experiment with some guys in, in those two positions. Cause you kind of have some, some in-betweeners like Bryson Easton, like, He's not like a typical NFL edge rusher body. Right. Um, he's he's huge, um, but not like like tall wise. He's not like a six four. He, I think he's around six one. Yeah, and like two eighty. So I don't know. He'd be a bigger linebacker, but you know he's kind of a smaller edge rusher. So yeah, you kind of have those kind of in between guys. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what kind of lines out because, you know, when those guys come back, you know, where does Morvin Joseph kind of land in that depth chart? Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, I hope, though, that he gets a big year because I think the talent's there. So, definitely see with him. Um, definitely a question for uh, a lot of those guys. But I, a lot of just hope. I think there's a lot of questions, so just a lot of hope right now for Tennessee. Um, it's it's going to be definitely an interesting year, but I think all things considered, I think it could be a decent year for Tennessee. Um, when I say all things, I just mean – Schedule lines up nicely with you, and I think um, surely you at least score some points, right? Yeah, and ho- hopefully we're talking about the end of the season, like who was Tennessee's best players. Hopefully it was a quarterback in there. Yeah, that's a great point too. Um, it's almost got to be right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do we have any? All right, do we have any more questions before we get into our segments? That's all the questions I have. I think I don't think we got any in the chat. Um, no, no questions there. Sorry, I did did a poor job of watching it during the show. Um, all right. Well, most important of the week, what do you got? Most important. So one of my most important was the Myrtle Beach Pelicans doing the the dollar beer day. Okay, and putting it in the beer bats. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that, I, I, I like would, that a lot. I would just like like obviously I'd like to drink it, but I'd like to have that souvenir too. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. love su- love souvenirs, right? Souvenir beers, souvenir drinks. Uh, my first one is uh, Barstool Sports Foreplay Pod, to be specific. Um, they are so I don't I don't know if we talked about it or if you saw it, but the NCAA canceled the Baton Rouge regional for the women's golf uh, for women's golf, and they had said it. They couldn't. They said the course was. This is the issue, is, and why it's so stupid. They said the course was playable, but not playable at a championship level. Well, like if your options are don't play or just qualify the top six seeds and it's playable but not at a championship level, everyone plays the same course, you play it. Like it's that – and like, I mean, I would think if it's playable, that means it's not a safety hazard either. So it's not like we just don't know if it's safe, we're not doing it. Like sounds like you could have played the tournament and instead they just canceled it, moved the top six teams on. 
obviously this isn't a you know equal, but Barstool's doing a four plays doing a um, tournament for the teams that did not advance. So they get to play one more game or one more match and um, one more tournament. So they're put, put, putting it on for all those teams in Arizona. Uh, so I think that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, terrible NCAA, like obviously, you know, just they can never make, they can never make the right decision. And I don't mean that to like let them off on like, this was an obvious decision that you just played the tournament and they failed at that. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you have any more most importance, but my next fail of the week is um, them keeping it, keeping the regionals right now at 50%. It's like most of these regionals that that have already that have been playing games are at a hundred percent, and now you expect them to take away that home field advantage yeah. that they worked so hard to get, and you you make them go to to fifty percent. Yeah, my question too about the regional. I assume when they did the bid for it, they probably had to agree to you know fifty percent for sure, like no no funny business. But man, how great would it be if all of the sites were just like, no, we're shoving it to them, and we're going a hundred percent. Yeah, like. What would what could they do? That's, I mean, I guess if like one did it, they could, you know, give it to another team. But I mean, unless they don't tell I mean, but they'd have to tell the fans. So the NCAA would know before like they're not of it. It can't be like they show up and like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> so that's the thing. Right. It's like, but I think if all twenty were like, no, we're doing hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, what would you do? Yeah, you're just not gonna have it. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Then, and then and then you kind of do something like I mean not. Not the exact extent, but like you just have your own. Like you just yeah. go play these games. Like that. That's what I don't. I don't understand why the NCAA has so much pull when all these teams could just be like, "Yeah, we're not using you anymore." Uh, okay, well, okay, that needs to be a conversation because they're definitely someone needs to step in. But the problem is, is it's all of all the all the people making the decisions are the universe. I mean, and they've they've now hired people. You know, and and pre- terrible precedences have been precedents have been set over time. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's all of the athletic directors and um, pre- university presidents that are making these decisions. Yeah, and so that's the only thing that because you have it set up where, y- yeah, they don't necessarily have a say in literally every decision, but like they make the rules, they do, you know, elect people to these positions. So it's like. That's why they don't leave because it's the university. It, it, you know, it, it, it's dumb to an extent, but I don't know. It's like, yeah, I, I wish they could leave. I wish, I mean, one day, I got to imagine, right? I got to, I well, it, the problem is, is like, it can't just be one team break away. They wouldn't have no, anybody to play. They, like, it's it would have to be like a conference. Yeah. It, I mean, it's got, it's going to have to be another NCAA. And then, like, because that's going to be the same thing, it's going to be presidents and, AD's running it, then you have to find a way to like not let it get back to this point. It's just like a, it's like the redo and cable. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, eventually, you, you're just like, wait a minute. Now I have cable again. After you, yeah. you realize you have Hulu and Netflix and HBO Max and Stars, and um, you pay for the CBS packages and in ESPN Plus, and you're like, okay, I just have cable again now. Like that's <laughs> That's cable. And I have to go to a separate app to get an all. Yeah, so stupid. Exactly. I'm going, back, so, I'm going back to cable. Yeah, eventually you just reinvent the NCAA um, unless you really had. I mean, yes, it need it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Yeah, I mean, like it, at some point, like you're just going to be like, how do you keep making bad decisions? I, right. like, like you said that earlier. I, I 
I'll never know. Never understand it. Um, I did not have any more most – I don't think I had any more most important. Um, let me check about fails here. But, yeah, that – I was going to say Garrett Crochet got his first win, but I think we talked about that on Wednesday. Yeah, because so. he either – did he get Tuesday night or Wednesday night? I think he got it Tuesday. Okay. Um. Oh, I talked about Rush Probst on here. Yeah, because I – you uh, you made me say something mean about some high schools in Knoxville when You're I mentioned big, it. Big Probst guy. Oh, I love Rush Probst. How can you not? I do not. So I bought two days and I only watched like two episodes. So this is before. Yeah, it before. Far? It was it was during COVID last year when I oh, okay. like like legit like nothing like you did nothing was open except the grocery right. store. Um, that kind of, that that type of. I don't have any fails. It's been a failless back half of the week. Failless. Failless. That's not true. There's probably been a lot. It probably has. I've been so busy this week. Like, my sister got married, so I wasn't able to oh, go yeah. to the game. Congrats on, on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> everything it, it nothing went terrible. So that's that's go. good. That's like a positive to a wedding. It, like nothing went a, terribly wrong. So isn't it great for a wedding? But I think that's bad luck for the marriage, right? Like you got to have a couple incidences. Oh really? Okay. I think so. I think yeah. Obviously, hey, you get to have a great time that night. Nothing happened, but yeah, I think that's bad luck. Don't tell your sister that, but. Well, I'm trying to think now, did anything like terrible happen at mine? Other than we were like in a foot <laughs> of uh, mud. Up that there? was hilarious. I couldn't like, I couldn't even like, you know, when you stand, you kind of like sway, move your feet, keep passing out. I was like glued. It was like suction. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't pick up my legs. Uh, no, nothing bad happened at your wedding. Um, I mean, there oh, was some... the, the groom's mom and the best man were dancing and they fell. They both fell. Oh, I thought you meant at your wedding. I was like, no, 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 I, no, no, no. I was dancing, or yeah, I was like, I was dancing with your mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, I'm sure I did at some point, but I don't remember it, and I didn't remember anything happening from it. So I was like, Tracy, I swear nothing happened. <laughs> so yeah, this. Uh, so that happened. So maybe that's something. I don't know. I I don't know. I honestly, I feel like I just made that up, but it sounds like a tradition. Because, like, it, maybe it's something like, I, you know what? This is probably what it is. I probably heard people, like, say it to brides when, like, something happens. You're like, that's good luck. You're like, you need something. Oh, that's just a, a calming down tactic? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, okay. So, it may, maybe one of those kind of uh, gotcha. superstitions. But, yeah, no. I um, I mean, yeah, there is some stuff happening at your wedding, but I wouldn't call it bad. Just, you know, normal people being drunk, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think the I know fishing. Well, I mean, there were several moments for that reason, um, but the fishing line was probably my favorite because it started a heated argument between two grooms or two groomsmen, um, two of our best friends, and it was all my fault. And <laughs> I didn't. God did not fess up. I think I've told Brody now, but I did not fess up. Um, still, technically, have not fully fessed up, but it was hilarious, and it was a heated. Yeah, time. that. That fishing line was everywhere, and the fishing line was everywhere. Like you, like you made a fishing net. Just like about you're you catching everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the one off your car was like a good hundred feet long too. Like it wasn't even just the one I accidentally brought up to the the reception hall. <laughs> like it was everywhere. <laughs> that fishing line is not fun. No, like I don't. And it's like the worst thing to try to get untangled too. Not just untangled, it gets like like a freaking like cords behind your TV times a billion. Yeah, it's yeah, terrible. 
good luck. You got to use all your fingernails and stuff to get it undone. Yeah. 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 And there's so much of it. It's yeah. never ending. And it's hard to see too. Like it's, and it's so impossible small. to see. Yeah, exactly. See so many. And it was, it was kind of getting dark when, when oh, no, was it was, that. it was pitch black. Like we could not see at all. <laughs> so like I, so I brought it up. I can't remember how, but like it got stuck on my shoe or something. And I brought it like not, you know, it wasn't heavy enough for me to like notice it, pull it all the way up to the house. And I kind of like, uh, Oh, okay. I've got it on me. So I kicked it off my shoe and everyone was tripping in it yeah. from the car all the way up. It was, I mean, that, and that was probably 500 yards. No, nah, not 500 yards, a hundred yards. I was gonna say 500 feet, but it's closer to a hundred yards than 500 yards is to a hundred yards. Yeah, I was like, what is going on? We Especially walk, when you've been drinking so too. I mean, oh, that, yeah. it was, that was miserable. You're like, uh, what terrible. is this? It was hilarious. Terrible. Um, all right. I, I don't think it, yeah, no more fails. Okay. Um, anything else? Doesn't have to be a fail. That's all I got. Um, you know, I, I hope everybody's chili's hot like Max Ferguson's was on, on Saturday. Right. Chili's always got to be hot. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Guys, it's been fun. Hope you all have a great Sunday night, Monday morning, whatever it is. Um, when you're listening to this, Tuesday morning, I don't know. Um, we will see you back here on Wednesday. The Vols even have – do they have a mid- midweek game this week? Yeah, they play they Belmont do. on Tuesday. Okay. That's what I say. I thought they did. They are – are they in Nashville for that? Yeah. No, it's a, it's at home. It's, it's at home. home. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then close out the season at, at South Carolina on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, enjoy your week. Um We'll be back talking about that Belmont game. Also, I will be on um, the bat flip tomorrow to talk about Tennessee's series a little bit more with Dylan Taylor. And then we will be back Wednesday talking, um, you know, everything. Let's do it. Any, anything that y'all want to talk about. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.